Hello, welcome back to the First and Ten Podcast. NFC Divisions, not Divisions, NFC Playoff Predictions. Here we go, okay? I'm just going to dive in, talk about each team, talk about the potential they have in the playoffs, what they've done for the season. First game up, number seven Seattle Seahawks against the number two San Francisco 49ers. Interesting. Because the, the the Seahawks ended up winning, and that led to the Detroit Lions and Packers game uh, being if the Packers win, the Packers are in, but if the Lions beat the Packers, then the Seahawks get in. Seahawks ruined the chances for the Lions to get in. But the Lions said, you know what? If Green Bay, if we can't go to the playoffs, then Green Bay can't go to the playoffs either. The Lions beat the Packers, and Seahawks clinched the seventh seed. Leading to this game. I think that. Not so much Green Bay. But more of the Lions. If the Lions got in. I think the Lions could have beat, could have had the best chance. At beating the 49ers. Would they have? Don't think so. The Niners are stacked on all levels. Arguably the best defense in the NFL right now. Um, it's scary to think about. Because. If you look at the Niners offense. They got Ayuk. Debo's coming back little unhealthy still, but he's he, he, he'll have time to recover. Um, Brock Purdy has been... Oh my god, I'm baffled by this. This is an incredible story for him. Mr. Irrelevant in this year's draft. Um, although they took... Tri- the Niners have Trey Lance from, I believe, two years ago. Um, if Purdy takes the Niners to Super Bowl and still performs well throughout this whole, this whole playoff run... The job is his. You can't say it isn't. I mean, yes, Trey Lance got hurt. Yes, he played a limited amount of games. But if you look at Lance in those games, like, he struggled a lot, right? I mean, Purdy has been nothing short of phenomenal in terms of just getting the job done, right? He's not some elite, elite quarterback. You're not going to say he's next to Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert or Lamar or Joe Burrow, but you'll say, you know what? This guy can get the job done, and that's why I like him. He he He's young. He's very smart for his age. and very He looks like an experienced quarterback out there. He knows who he has on his team. He's got McCaffrey. He's got Ayuk. He's got Kittle. He's got Debo. He knows that he doesn't have to do the work. He just has to get them the ball, and he knows how to get them the ball. You know, uh, when 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 he says when Kyle Shanahan says to him, "Hey, throw a thirty-yard pass to Ayuk on uh, a post route," he's gonna throw it to him and he's gonna nail it because he knows that Ayuk could beat the guy and he knows where Ayuk can catch the ball. It's not as much as, "Oh my God, Brock, run outside of the pocket." And throw it behind your back for 40 yards. Like it doesn't. It's that's something Mahomes does because Mahomes is godly like that. Respect the Mahomes for that. But this goes back to the whole being a valuable, like the MVP position, right? Brock Purdy is phenomenal, but he's not someone uh, that I'd say for MVP because he's just doing his job, right? And I think a lot of us agree that the quarterback position has become. Uh, the the MVP award has become a quarterback award, kind of. And it, it, it it's kind of sad because there's a lot of guys uh, on a lot of teams that could have got it. Uh, defensive players as well. Uh, 
I think we need to reevaluate the award. But anyway, going on to the game, the Niners can make this very ugly very, very quickly. Okay. Um, it'd be a very cool story to hear Geno Smith and the Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks go into this. No one expected them to even win like three games this year. Um, let alone Geno being arguably a top 12, 15 quarterback in terms of performance this year. Gino, I believe, broke the record for franchise uh, mo- record in franchise history for the Seahawks for most passing yards in a single season, breaking Russell Wilson's. Funny how that stuff happens. Um, but I have the 49ers just absolutely sweeping them, uh, 28 to 13, uh, or 31 to 13. Um, the Niners, I feel like, are just they just click on all cylinders. There's nothing that they really struggle with. Kyle Shanahan, arguably the smartest offensive mind in the league right now. Um, they got out and got McCaffrey, and McCaffrey's just been lighting it up ever since he got there, and I don't expect him to slow down anytime soon. Uh, what the Seahawks do need to do uh, to get the job done? Uh, in my opinion, their defense has been decent, but there's no way to stop that offense. You just you If you lock down McCaffrey, he'll throw to Kittle. You lock down Kittle and McCaffrey, he'll throw to Ayuk. You can't lock down all these guys. One of them will break free, okay? But what the Niners do need to do in order to keep up with the Niners, what the excuse me, sorry, what the Seahawks need to do in order to keep up with the Niners uh, and, and make it a close-scoring game is feed Kenneth Walker. That's the best way I see it. If Walker can get the yards on the ground, then Geno can do his thing in the red zone. DK Metcalf becomes a threat. Also, if you establish the run game early, that play action in the second half becomes ridiculous with Tyler Lockett. Um, but the question is, can Lockett and Metcalf beat these uh, 49ers receivers? And I think they can. They're a really good duo, an elite duo in the NFL. Uh, it's very doable. Um, it's just a slim chance, in my opinion. So, I'm going to take the Niners. Uh, next game, uh, Giants in Minnesota. Minnesota is the number three seed, the Giants are the six. And looking at Minnesota's, like, season, it's just, they're so fraudulent, in my opinion. And it's, I understand they're, what are they, like, 12 and, 12 and 4, or 12 and 5, or something like that. I forget what the, their, their record is. But if you look at this, the games that they lost, right, you have, uh, against the Packers, they lost 41 to 17. Against the Cowboys, I believe they lost. What was the score of the Cowboys game? The Cowboys game was forty to three. They lost, right? And if you look at the other games that they've won, it's twenty-seven twenty-four against the Giants. It's thirty-nine thirty-six against the Colts. That, by the way, was a great comeback. Um, twenty-seven twenty-two against the Jets. Um, thirty-three thirty to twenty-six against the Patriots. These are all one-score games. The Vikings beat the Bills 33-30. They did win, to be fair. But it's just its so difficult to uh, say that the Vikings can come and to you know go into the playoffs and beat the Giants after, you know, I feel like Kirk Cousins just struggles a lot. And I don't know. I like the Giants a lot. They're my favorite team. It sounds biased, but if there's one team that's going to get an upset in the in the playoffs r- right now, if you want to call it an upset, it'd be it'd be the Giants beating the Vikings because 
I believe the point differential for the Vikings is negative three. It's the first team with 13 plus wins to have a point a negative point differential. That's sad. That is very, very sad in my opinion. I like Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins has been doing some decent things, but he's been on and off in my opinion. TJ Hawkinson, great addition. The Vikings offense has been good, but that defense has struggled. You know, and you look at the points that they let up, it's just give me the Giants winning. I'm gonna take it. I think Daniel Jones has been has proven himself to be a starter for the Giants, has proven himself to be their hit the the guy, the guy in New York. Um Jones has no receivers, but a great pickup for Joe Shane was bringing over Isaiah Hodgins and he gets very overlooked, but I think he has like 33 catches for 370 yards and three touchdowns ever since he joined the Giants. Um, that is ridiculously good. He's become Jones' number one target ever since joining. Uh, Slayton, big play Slay. He could, uh, you know, I think that's actually Darius Slay's nickname, but I'm going to call him big play Slayton, whatever. Um, you know, Jones has the mentality to do this. Um, the receivers are iffy, but the key here, Saquon Barkley. You get in the red zone, but within 20 yards, you give the ball to Saquon. Let him just let him get the touchdowns. You know, I'm not. I'm either putting it in Jones's hands to run or Barkley's hands uh, to run. I'm not throwing it in the red zone if I'm the Giants. It's too risky in my opinion. Richie James, absolute liability. Slayton, although he does make some pretty big catches, 30, 40 yard catches. When, when the catches really matter, though, he's not catching them. If you look back at all these games, he's had a couple drops. Um, so the Giants' passing game could struggle here. They did well against the Vikings when they did play them, 27-24. Isaiah Hodgins had a good game. Um, I believe Hodgins, Hodgins had eight catches for 89 yards a touchdown. Richie James had eight catches for 90 yards. I don't know how he got that. Jones had over 300 yards and a touchdown. Um... You know, Barkley, Barkley, only on 14 carries, he had 85 yards and a touchdown. Um, and Jones carried the ball for like 35 yards as well. So, Jones went 30 of 42. Um, he threw through a pick. But, in my opinion, I think the Giants are just, they're fired up. After beating the, the Colts like that, locking up their position, and then resting everyone for the Eagles, Brian Dable, his mentality, phenomenal, turning this organization around. Um... In one season, they became 9-7-1 after, was it, like five, six straight years of just absolute misery. Um, Dable, I think, has the mentality to go far in the playoffs. I don't know if they will based off the roster they have. The coaching staff is phenomenal. Wake Martindale in that defense has been ridiculous. I think that Kirk Cousins could struggle, maybe throw a pick or two. Get a Turnovers would be huge in this game. I think whoever wins a turnover battle could win the whole game. So give me the Giants winning 31-27. to 27. Um, It's a lot of points, to be fair. It's a lot of points for the Giants. But I think uh, that Vikings defense has struggled. Um, and if you look at the past game, I think the, the Vikings won on a 61-yard field goal, 27-24. Yes, the Vikings won. They did win. Congrats to them. But, you know, being the three, the three seed... You gotta look. You gotta be a dominant team, and they're just not. They're just, they're barely edging out their opponents. And people could be saying, "Hey, look, a win's a win. They won. Yeah, they did win. 
They won a lot of games. Fair play to them. But it's like, you know, you have to rely on that last field goal, that last red zone throw, that last pass, whatever it is. Every single game, it becomes difficult to rely on that. Why don't you just execute sooner and get the game done early, in the, you know? So, um, give me the Giants. Cowboys and Buccaneers. Give me the Buccaneers. It's not that difficult. The Cowboys, uh, people keep... I don't know why people keep thinking the Cowboys do something in the playoffs. I mean, Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott have struggled in the playoffs. They have not won a game yet, I don't think. Um, it doesn't matter who they play. They've not been reliable. They've not executed when people think they execute. And it's funny to me because, I, I, obviously, being a Giants fan, I, I I hate the Cowboys and I hate the Eagles. Um Seeing the cow, seeing people favorite the Cowboys is just stupid to me. And come on, it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yes, he's forty-five years old. Yes, he sh- kind of struggled this year, and he had one of his worst records since like two thousand three or something like that, two thousand two, um, when he first came into the league, when he first started. You know, uh, it's difficult for me to go against Tom Brady in the playoffs. This guy knows what he's doing. He's been here a thousand times. He knows how to win games. He knows how to hype up a team. He knows how to hype up his teammates. He knows how to get prepared and ready. So, that being said, give me the Buccaneers. Uh, second round, divisional round. It'll be the number six New York Giants going against the number one Eagles. And the number four Buccaneers going against the number two Niners. Uh, I'll cover the Buccaneers-Niners game first. Bucks niners can be very interesting. Because I think the Niners and Bucks played earlier this year, and the Niners just wreaked havoc on Tom. Um, I'm not expecting them to absolutely annihilate the Buccaneers this time, but I do expect them to win still. Um, unless that Buccaneers defense steps up big time, they have shown it in recent years. Uh, there, there are still you know uh, similar same players on that defense, but. Just if you look at the Niners, there's just there's nothing that I can say that uh, to counter them. You know, the only guy that I'd say in this playoffs that has a chance at beating them would be Tom Brady, because Tom knows what it's like to Tom. Tom just dominates. That's it. Uh, he's got all the help he needs. He could put up a fight, but uh, give me the uh, Niners winning against the Buccaneers, 24 to 17. It's gonna be a close game. I think they can keep up with them for a little bit, but I think Tom, uh, the Buccaneers defense shows Brock Purdy a little bit. Like, you know, they struggle a bit. Um, but yeah, I think the Niners can get through. This is a difficult one. Uh, Giants against the Eagles. I hate to say this as a Giants fan. I really do. Because, first off, going into the playoffs, no Giants fan expects us to be here this year. Uh, we're just happy that Dave Hull is our head coach and Joe Shane's our GM and that they turned his organization around. We're very grateful for a playoff opportunity. It's awesome to see. I'm very happy. Of course, I wanted one playoff win. I want one. It's nice, it, it, That's why I'm picking the, the Giants over the Vikings. You could call me biased all you want, but I really do think they have a shot against the Vikings. Out of any of these playoff teams, if they were going to play anyone, I would like them to play the Vikings first just so they can get a win. This is tough because it's the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, although was bang, he is a little still banged up and 
if you look at the last regular season game, I think it was like, what, 20-16 to 16 or something like that, 22-16. And the Eagles played all their starters and beat us, beat the Giants. Giants started their third string with Davis Webb. And, you know, 16 points isn't a lot, but the fact that our defense of third strings was able to hold the Eagles to 22 and keep us in the game, there's a chance. I'm not saying we'll win it. But there's a chance. I can't. I can't give a score on this right now. I don't know who win. This sounds biased, but trust me. If you listen to me right now, the Jalen Hurts struggled in this game. Is he 100%? I don't think so. If he's not 100%, he cannot perform like he's been doing all year. Okay. He had his legs right to 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 rely on if a passing game wasn't in there. If he can't use his legs. We have a chance. I think oh, it's so tough for me because the Eagles are so dang good this year and they destroyed us the first time we played each other. Um, I've, Although we are getting our guys back from injury and so are the Eagles, oh, I, I, can't, I can't judge the game. I'd like to just let it up for faith, but I'm going to actually pick the Giants. It sounds so biased, I understand. But I'm a believer. I believe that there's always some kind of underdog team that goes far and upsets a one or two seed in the the playoffs. And the Eagles are the ones that I think will get upset. To be fair, though, Nick Sirianni, phenomenal coach. Uh, you know, first year, he made the best, you know, he brought the best out of Jalen Hurts. Hurts... Well, a top three MVP candidate, I'd say. Uh, A.J. Brown, a great addition. But I think this, the, if you look, okay, I might be too nostalgic when I say this, but if I look back in time and look at the last time the Giants were doubted and a Giants quarterback was doubted and Eli Manning, I believe the Giants went 10-6 and and 9-7 and in both those years when they won the Super Bowl. They were seen as this gritty, tough team, but could not couldn't get over the hill in terms of beating these number one guys. And they ended up storming past each of them to go face Tom Brady in Super Bowl twice. Um, I do think that the Giants can get by the Eagles. So I have the Giants winning 20-13. to 13. Low scoring game. More defensive than normal. Jalen Hurts could struggle because of injury. So that's my pick. Giants versus 49ers. This is where I think the Giants could end it. I'm not sure, though. Because the Giants... It's just... it. It's David versus Goliath, basically. This is the way I see it. Because the Niners are the powerhouse, in my opinion. And if the Niners uh, get off hot in the beginning, it's over, I feel like. We have to... Our defense has done well, but the question is, can we contain the Niners' offense? Here's my opinion. If the Brock Purdy, young guy, yes, he's got the uh, confidence, he's got the intelligence. It's the playoffs, though. Could be tough. I'm not saying Brock will struggle in the beginning, but Wink Martindale, a guy that does not care about what down it is, he will blitz you. You put the pressure on Brock. We have Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojulari. These guys are fast off the edge. You know, even Landon Collins, who's a little older, as we're putting a safety at middle linebacker, and he's done excellent, by the way. 
these guys that are fast, if they could put the pressure on Brock, Brock could crash down. I'm not saying the Giants will win. I think the Niners take it. But the Giants' only opportunity to win this game would be putting pressure in Brock's face 24-7 and stopping the run. Is it possible? Yes. Will it happen? I doubt it. Because I feel like the Niners can execute with Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey and run all over us. Okay? It's not going to be that difficult for them, in my opinion. Dexter Lawrence can't stop the run all by himself. Um, although he is a phenomenal player. I think the Giants' offense struggles a little bit. It's going to be difficult for Barkley to hit the holes. I think Jones has no one to throw to, so it becomes difficult for him, which I can't blame him for. The Niners' all-around defense is ridiculous, and with his receivers, it's going to be very, very difficult to, uh, you know... uh, throw the ball and have passing success. Um, so I have the Niners winning um, 35-20. to 20. Not a high-scoring game in terms of, you know, how close it is, but I think the Giants can put up a decent fight, but I think they get eliminated. And that leads to the Niners and Bengals. For my last video, I said the Bengals will win the AFC Championship. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. What a great story with... You know, a loaded, loaded offense and a loaded defense versus Joe Burrow with a loaded, loaded offense. Joe Burrow, here for revenge. He knows he's got a task at hand against that defense. This is this is not going to be a defensive game, but this will be who, which defense can make the first stop. Okay. Brock Purdy comes in with the mentality of, okay, I got to put the ball in my playmaker's hands, okay? This is, this. it could be easy for the Niners in terms of if Brock just executes these short passes and does not crack under pressure because that's exactly what he's been doing this entire time. He's filled the role as a quarterback for the Niners. He's a quiet leader, but he's, actually he's not really quiet, but he's a leader in terms of, hey, George, you go to the back post, I'll throw the ball up for you and you can go get it because I know what you're capable of. Hey, Christian McCaffrey, I'll, running up the middle with you because I know that you can just get the touchdown on the one-yard line and that's it, right? He knows that Debo can come around on a, a jet sweep or end around and just toss the ball to him and it's over. Debo gets in. Ayuk, his route running, Ayuk has the capability of it, you know, uh, separation. Uh, he'll break anyone's ankles, honestly. Brock just needs to execute. What the Bengals need to do is dominate the – is figure out a way to get past the Niners' defense. How do they do that? They throw the ball. Okay? You got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I'd say the best receiving trio threat in the NFL. Um, Jamar's going to do what he does. Because if you look at the Super Bowl last year, he cooked Jalen Rams. He caught a one-handed pass. He owned Jalen Ramsey that whole game. T. Higgins? He's just T. Higgins, guy. He's a big dude. Very fast, athletic He's going to be the red zone threat. Joe Mixon is the factor, though, in my opinion. Yes, they will pass the ball. They should pass the ball. But if they can get running ground success with Joe Mixon, this game's over. Because they won't even have to rely on Chase, Higgins, and Boyd then. You know, and Joe can just sit back and relax. And he goes, oh, if I were down and Joe starts struggling, then I'll throw the ball and I'll start turning it up. So I got the, the Bengals winning this Super Bowl. Joe gets his ring. He proves that he's... Top two quarterback in the NFL, I'd say. And, you know, I think Joe Burrow wins MVP. 
Uh, it could be a very fun game. Give me 32-26 to 26 Cincinnati Bengals, Super Bowl champions. Lock it in. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. I'm very excited for this. I think this could be one of the best, you know, playoff series we've seen in a long time. Uh, very close games all around. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. So hope you guys are all doing well. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like, share it with your friends if you want. Uh, trying to get to, trying to get to more listeners. See if I can spread it around. But I'll do my best. I just hope you guys do it too. And uh. See you later.